0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
1: I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Boeing waited until after the Lion Air crash to tell Southwest, safety alert... Uh, was turned off on 737 Maxes. That's not good. Boeing and Southwest have a great relationship going back years and one of the successes of Southwest. You're starting to feel like Boeing might have had a corporate culture issue where maybe someone needs to go. Still manageable, but the hair is there, and maybe that moly, moly, moly needs to be cut off. One of the big data points that the Federal Reserve has been watching is inflation, and it just really isn't there right now. So do we think the Federal Reserve is going to raise interest rates anytime soon? Doesn't look like they have to. Seems like we're having a bit of a gravy train with job creation, but not enough wage inflation on the other side of that or commodities inflation. Although oil takes a, to take a good look at, right? The Avengers Endgame movie is out there, right? I brushed up. I watched uh, one movie. <laughs> I think I missed the other nine or eight that it's, it's led into. Maybe I saw the Ant Man one, but not that big of a action hero kind of movie. But JP Morgan is increasing its price target on Disney to one hundred and fifty bucks and at the end game? There ain't no end game in the stock. It's going higher. Underlying business continues to perform well with several notable catalysts ahead. That should be able to drive out performance. How about the end of the Star Wars franchise later this year as far as the Nine game epic first series episode nine finally coming to fruition. As a child, I always don't "Go, wonder what happened to those guys." And now, as an adult, I'm learning what happened to those guys. So they've got a lot going on over there. Now again, it's very expensive as an on evaluation basis. It's a huge company. It's not like a Apple who makes phones and you know charges a thousand plus dollars. They make uh, roller coasters and they charge a hundred plus dollars, but. A little bit different. So, Disney's a great company. Not knocking Disney. Own shares of Disney. Uh, Consulted a broker advisor before taking action on any stocks mentioned on the show. Apple stock could go up 70% in the next 24 months, according to legendary investor Gene Munster. I own shares of Apple. Consulted a broker advisor before taking any stocks on any action on any stocks mentioned on the show. Gene Munster, he's one of those people that uh, is a pretty famous analyst. And so, right there, you start to have some concerns. Apple knows that if they call his phone, he'll probably go on for a hit, and it probably helps his career with loop ventures. He thinks Apple's going to be the best-performing Fang stocks, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google, Alphabet. He thinks it can close, be closer to 350 a share. He thinks it's going to start changing as far as the multiple goes as the company starts missing expectations on the hardware and starting killing it on the software and Services. The biggest thing going on here is 5G in my mind. And anytime there's been a big new faster technology, we've come up with ways to exploit it. It'll be very important that companies come up with ways to exploit it. For instance, who really wants to watch Netflix on their phone if you have a slow internet connection? And it keeps dropping, right? So the internet connections got better and better as we moved to that 4G LTE thing. I think it kind of was there. So I now can watch Netflix on my phone and not worry about it dropping too often, except if I'm driving in, like, crazy conditions down to the beach, up to the mountains, where cell coverage might not be. So there's plenty enough pipeline in Apple as well. I throw that out there because he's probably the most bullish case. I'll write that down. I'll take some notes. I'll listen to his calls. He's probably the most bullish case. Now I have to come up and find some of the bearish cases to kind of counter my enthusiasm. Curb your enthusiasm. Uh, Amazon says their core two shipping offering has been cut in half. So yeah, now you're going to get it in one day. Oh no. No! I once read in the book of revelations that the four horsemen, that one of them was going to give delivery in one day. I know you're saying, I never read that in the book. Okay, I made that up. But it does feel like retail apocalypse, right? North America came in at 17% growth. That's better than 16%. You had international coming at 16% expectations were 13%. Amazon Web Services in their recent earnings showed 40% growth. So now how do they keep things going? Giving you more for less or giving you more for more? Cable's been notorious for giving more for more, but a lot of the analysts are looking at what they saw and they're focusing on Amazon Web Services because they saw some of the guidance elsewhere is disappointing. From a profitability standpoint, it was fantastic. From the fast-growing high-margin business, that's super important to continue to look at. So. The Whole Foods acquisition, was that working or not? I don't know. They've lowered prices. No retailer lowers prices just to be a good guy, right? Whole Foods isn't like, oh, we're going to go from whole paycheck to, oh, you get a lot for almost nothing. So I wouldn't be surprised at some point in time if Amazon and Jeff Bezos were to say, we're getting out of the retail business. We're getting out of the store business. Or we're going to you know ditch this whole food business. I don't know. I can tell you that was one of the more disappointing areas in their earnings, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Don't be shy. We're talking about the markets, the year 2019, how it's playing out. So far, so good. Now, what's interesting about that is we're a good one third done with the year. That puts us basically into an election year sooner rather than later. And we tend to have election years tend to be kind of dramatic. You know what I'm saying? There tends to be a lot of over promise, under deliver. Um, a lot of people you could take shots at. So we pay attention. 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Uh, probably going to talk a little bit about semiconductors and a little bit more on 5G. As I've kind of started bringing that up, is it's time to start thinking about the investors' investments. I'm getting more and more emails. Bank of America's higher today, Citigroup's higher today. They're still in the earnings. Uh, We're still in the young part of earnings season, which tends to be dominated, in my mind, by a lot of the big financial companies. And then in the second week, you start getting into the Googles and the Apples and the Amazons and the bigger tech companies. And then you kind of start backing it out into other future ideas uh, where it's a little bit more. Procter & Gamble, when do they report? And you're like, oh, I don't know. Oh, they reported early. So Disney's already done their thing. So we're working through this stuff. Um, 800-516-1220 to get calls on the air. I want to talk reverse mortgages a little bit later in the show if I get a chance because there's a lot of TV commercials that label reverse mortgage simple fixes if you're elderly and have no cash. It's not a financial easy button solution. There isn't one. They can be attractive if you have absolutely no other choice, but they're very, very expensive. And you're basically taking out a home equity line on, on yourself. You're taking out a loan with your home equity as collateral. Now, it could be talked away in many different ways, but what you have to really worry about is the costs, so be very, very cautious. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves, weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW, and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rebel Black talking money, investing, and more. Some of the headlines out there. A model dies after falling on the catwalk. Nothing funny about that. Just shows you how random things can be, right? Uh, not Tiger Woods, but uh, uh, a media guy, no, 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 a drummer for the Rolling Stone said that Mick Jagger's doing quite well after heart surgery. So on one hand, we start talking a little bit about a model dying in a random situation. Another, you're like, how old is Mick Jagger? He probably did, and I'm not going to be sued for this, he probably did more than one drug in his lifetime, right? And that man's still alive? I know, I know. Keith Richards is the one that most people would go, that's kind of odd. So Mick Jagger's had this amazing ability to continue to work year over year over year over year. He's 75 years old. He still gets people into concerts and, and still makes hundreds of millions of people happy. Well, I'm not going to say hundreds of millions of people, but millions of people. And he's pulling in, you know, for the band, 100 plus million per year pretty consistently. 75 years old. When you were young, didn't you think he was cool? The way he danced. And now you know he's got heart issues and he too shall die. I'm not going to spoil anything on Game of Thrones. Oh my goodness, that's all I'll say. <laughs> But yeah, so if Mick Jagger can get get heart surgery, 75 years old, he had the benefit of working until 75 years old. And and maybe he works at 76. I don't know. Same thing with Warren Buffet, Warren Buffett. Have you seen anyone in your family yank from the workforce for whatever reason? One of my friends, uh, and I say this, I don't really have a lot of friends. I have people that I know that I work with. But uh, it was kind of the tale of two people. One person got a job, went to college, got married, settled down. The other person, nah, high school wasn't for them. So they barely finished and never went to college and found someone to settle down with. Got hurt or was told they were hurt because trust me, when you see this person, you're like, you, know, you look like you can work, but took state disability and never and never ever wants to get off of it. I'm like, that's crazy. That's not a lot of money. It's money, but it's not a lot of money. So how long can you work? So there's your life insurance. The model who falls off a stage and dies, he probably needs something along the lines, and was it wasn't he, term life insurance, because he's gonna work from age 20 to 60 except for, oh no, he fell and died. That's why you insure it, because that's not supposed to happen. You also get disability insurance in case he fell off that stage and broke ankle or busted his nose, and he's a male model now with a busted nose. He's now disabled and would be able to collect up to 60% of his pay until basically the years that he would retire. Models are it's tough one to explain, though, because there may be some uh, issues. How shall we say with the insurance company saying models don't typically work for 40 years? So look at the news, and you can see what you need to insure and what you don't. Mick Jagger having heart issues. Man, he's 75 years old. Science has kept him alive for a long time, right? He has the money for that. So on one level, you could see, like, why do we do need disability insurance in case you lose your ability to walk and you're a good-looking uh, cat walker? Why do you need life insurance? If you fall off that stage and die, why do you need medical insurance in case you have a heart attack? John Singleton from the director of some, uh, I want to say boys to men, but that's not quite right. <laughs> it's not boys in the hood. Uh, we'll just say that. John Singleton had a stroke, and uh, TMZ is running articles. Oh, he's still alive! Oh, he's still alive! But he was 51. Now, as we get older, we're like these become a little bit more aware, uh, a little bit more close to home, shall we say? Um, Boys on the Hood. That was right. So a lot of people are starting to write his obituary. So don't know that's true and or false. Um, that's difficult, right? In the day of Instagram and Twitter. Someone jumps on, oh, I heard John Singleton from Boys in the Hood. Rob Black said he's dead. No, 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 I didn't say that. Other stories of note out there that we should always pay attention to, and I like paying attention to stories, right? Hopefully you do, too, is the S&P 500 has hit a new mark, um, new intraday high. And hopefully you have something that that in your head says, I'm happy for myself because I invested in a 401k. And I put it in something because, like, this S&P 500, there's something in your 401K that looks like it or acts like it or smells like it. There's something in there. It's a big index. It's a diversified index. But it's a market-weighted index, which is a little bit of a problem. But all things considered, it's okay. So some analysts um, are talking about Boeing stock ahead of this sharehold, shareholder meeting. Shareholders have reason to be unhappy. And anytime you have a shareholder meeting, you basically open your doors for usually the largest shareholders. Some companies like Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway, they have this, they rent kind of like a convention hall, so anyone can come who owns shares. Um, but the question is with Boeing in the next couple of days ahead of their shareholder meeting, what does the board want to do with the problem that they have of a plane, two planes that went down, in large part due to Boeing's um, safety feature, which costs extra money, and there seems to be confusion on who knew and who didn't know? And should all safety features be turned on automatically, or is this one that Boeing has a right to say it's cost more money? First couple of years ago, when anti-lock brakes came out, they've probably saved many lives. And, you know, I was asked, do you want anti-lock brakes? I'm like, how much are they? And they're like $800 more. I'm like, ooh, It's a safety feature that I had to pay for. Now, again, does that even compare to airlines? That's really a tough jump, right? In the end, I'm, I still like Boeing on some inherent level. Apple's gonna report earnings this week. We're gonna get some US China trade negotiations in Beijing. We're gonna get a meeting between President Donald J. Trump and Nancy Pelosi. They're gonna maybe talk about infrastructure and spending billions and billions of tax money on things that'll make our economy smoother and easier to do transit. You got financials leading the way today. That's always a nice one in my book. In large part if you have biotechs leading the way that's people are saying, Oh we're gonna be speculative if you have tech leading the way you're like, oh we're people following the herd. But financials tend to say, we feel the company, the economy must be okay. So uh, Google is reporting today after the market closes. So there's some big stories out there this week. eh? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. There's leadership in the financials, the S&P 500, intraday highs. Spotify hits 100 million users and much, much more. Call the show at 800-516-1220. Always a seminar coming up right around the corner. You can find out about one near you by going to Rob Black's show. Twitter, Rob Black Show, or YouTube, Rob Black Show. And when you sign up, use the code RADIO25. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. I've always been impressed by people who pick up the guitar and play a song and then have the courage to sing. I was asked a great question over the weekend. Which is easier, talking to a group ten a group of ten people you know, or a group of two hundred people you don't know? And I don't know if I have the answer to that, but I think Amazon came out with a mic dropper that we should talk about. Basically, two day shipping's been cut in half. It's equivalent to Jeff Bezos coming out and dropping the microphone and saying, "What you what you think about me now, Walmart? How you like them apples?" Target. I know you're saying, "Is that a Boston accent?" What exactly was that? (laughs) I don't know either. It's not a show to upset you. It's a show to get to your retirement. The e-commerce giant announced Thursday that it was planning to offer free one-day shipping to all Prime members. That's a, that's a biggie, in large part because we like convenience, you know. Uh, I still don't do the food delivery. Still don't do the food delivery, but I get it. I'm eyeballing the, everything out there, you know, how to make my life easier. March consumer spending rebounded and that's nice to see because we could do stories and we could look at the Avengers Endgame making 1.2 billion dollars and you go really that many people had that much time on their hands yeah and uh, talking to my producer earlier today we were talking about cost of movies and I I think movie theaters are not prohibitively expensive I think they're a nice little fantasy Um, but skip a couple movies this year buy a bigger TV and sound system is my advice over time But again, I know you're like, but I like my cup of coffee. Well, your cup of coffee is five bucks a day times five, five days a week, right? 25 times 400. That's four weeks a month, right? And you start doing this math and you're like, holy mackerel, I spend $2,200 a year on on coffee. And trust me, you're spending more than that. And that's all you have to do. That's all you have to, to put aside when you're in your 20s or 30s for retirement. And it's that stupid CFP thing in your head like, Give up your coffee habit and you can make enough money for retirement. I'm not that guy. I don't want you to give up everything, but movies are one that I, I do want you to, to eyeball. Cable TV cost is one that I want you to eyeball. Basically, I want you to be intimate with your budget. I know you're saying you're not going to play that sexy time music again, are you? Where I really want you to get to, you to know your budget and look your budget in the eyes and say, Budget, budget, you're doing me wrong. I got this thing that I, when I'm with you, budget. I forget about everything. I get lost in spending. It's sexy time, right? Or is it secret time? Budget. Don't tell my partner what I'm spending. Your budget tells you a lot about you. Are you using your budget to go off and live a life that you don't really deserve? Or haven't really earned? So careful on your budget. Get to know your budget intimately. And I know you're saying, okay, drop it back. I get it. 800 twelve20 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about CFP Chad Burton. Let's bring in Mr. Burton for a quick financial planning segment as we start the re- week off quickly. Mr. Burton, joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Chad, you are a financial planner. One of the things you try to do is bulletproof a retirement plan. One of the things that everyone knows is in retirement that long-term care insurance can be kind of expenses expensive. But what are some of the other expenses people need to account for?
2: Inflation. I mean, infl- inflation is the biggest one. So for example, a couple of years ago when social security, um, had its first n- year where they didn't increase the benefit for people, right? Uh, we still had a double digit, uh, growth in cost for Medicare part B, which comes right out of a social security check. Um, and then the year before that there was a double digit growth as well, um, which ate up more than the cost of living increase that was in social security. So inflation is the biggest one. When you're in your 80s, you don't eat out as much, you don't go on as many cruises and things like that, it's, so it's your health care costs that causes the biggest amount of inflation. So when I'm running a financial plan, most costs are going to run at 3 3.5% three minimum right. price increase in, in retirement, but you're, you've got to project out your health care costs and growing at 5 to
1: 6%. With that said, that's not sexy. I think a lot of us delay thinking about retirement because retirement's not sexy, And then when we're in retirement, we really don't want to deal with these issues because it's, it's
2: you know what I'm saying by sexy, it's just something we don't want to talk about. The other thing is is taxes that you've got to plan for. Taxes aren't sexy at all. Now again, my assumption is I'm an old person,
1: I'm not going to be paying a lot of taxes, but that's a false assumption.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, the dividend and capital gains tax is a tax that's likely to increase. I mean, capital gains were at 27% when I got into this business, and it... Ten years, you know after the I got into it, we went in this huge bull market, so that's one tax, and the dividend taxes, which a lot of my clients are benefiting from the low tax rates on dividends and capital gains, that could change it will change um, income
1: taxes the the lowest income tax could go higher. Mm-hmm. Um, you know sales taxes in the state of California it's ridiculous. you know if you have a million dollars' retirement and anything you spend money on in retirement's 10 percent. You really only have $900,000 in retirement uh, just from the sales tax alone in the state of California.
2: Or let's say you were a diligent saver, you ran a business, um, you've got a nice income in retirement. Well, guess what? Because of basically a success type of tax, you're going to pay twice as much for your Medicare Part B insurance than the guy next to you in the other house. How does that work? It's it's basically an income testing. They go, they go back and look at the last two to three years of income and if you're over certain limits, you could pay two to three times as much more on your Medicare part B as your neighbor. So the average person spends about 116 bucks a month on their Medicare part B, you might be double that because yeah. your income's high.
1: Our tax system is so broken in it's, the United States.
2: It's ridiculous. I mean, you got everywhere from the earned income issue where if you don't make under a certain amount, you actually get paid, yeah. right? Which is where H&R Block makes a lot of their money by people that you know kind of play that system, unfortunately. Um it's it's a very distorted situation. That's why, you know, dealing with some of these issues that we have, we've got to fix the tax code before we can fix the budgets in this country. But the thing that you really need to figure out, too, when you go into retirement and you're looking at bulletproofing your retirement is what are you really going to spend the first five years? Because most of the people that I see retire spend more money yeah. in the first five years if they're really going to have an enjoyable retirement.
1: That might be a good idea, though, because the first five to ten years of retirement, you're still young and healthy and spry. Mm-hmm. And then the next ten years, you start losing some stuff. That's right. So... Do those dream things that you want to do sooner than later. Because like my mom, she's over 75, and she can't go to Egypt. She can't visit her grandkids. Like She can't do any of that.
2: Working an extra two to three years and letting your 401k grow and your employer match kick in can make such a huge difference on enjoying that first five to ten years of retirement, really how you want to enjoy it. Maybe take some time off, some sabbaticals, but really project your expenses how you really want it to be. And don't forget about certain things, too, in your expenses like a new car every five to ten years. Yeah. Um, and a lot of women that I'm seeing now, because of the unemployment for college students um, and kids right out of high school, is helping your family. A lot of people yeah. are having to change their retirement plan because their kids are depending on them and moving back in. And uh, that's something that you have to think about, too. What are your family dynamics? Who are you going to have to help?
1: I think for my retirement, I saw On Golden Pond. Did you ever see On Golden Pond? Oh, yeah. Henry Fonda. the old poop. I decided I don't want to be old. <laughs> Like yeah. I, I kind of want to go out before I'm 80.
2: I want my light to, f- to flicker. That was a movie that should have never made a second movie on Golden Pond Two.
1: Did they make it on Golden yeah, Pond Two? Terrible. I saw the porn version on Goldie Hawn. Not <laughs> not very good. You might want to recheck that last statement. <laughs> <laughs> I swear it's true. Wow. Anything else that we need to know? CFP Chad Burton with New Focus Financial.
2: You should spend less time on the internet. It wasn't an in internet. This was Beta. I think it was Betamax. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, Beta. Laser disc. That's huge. Okay.
1: And for Did the, you invest in
2: laser For disc? the record, I never saw that.
1: <laughs> I probably heard a late-night comedian like Dave Letterman talking about it, and I probably stole it from him when I was a teenage boy.
2: Okay. There you go. I never saw it, I swear. Is that better? Yes. New car every five to ten years. Is that realistic for seniors? Uh, usually it's about every ten years, but a lot of times people retire and they've had the same car, so it's a rotating thing. You've got to look at your car, your spouse's car, And actually project in there what year they're going to be replaced, um, kind of what the trade-in value is and what the value of the new car is, and project that cost in there. And also uh, other costs like maintaining the house. You know, If you're going to live in the same house for a long time, you're going to be putting a new roof on, you're going to be remodeling every 10 years, um, that type of thing. I don't know
1: if a lot of seniors remodel every 10 years. I've been in their homes. With that said, it's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Call me. I think it's important that we have some sort of relationship instead of just the monologue. I kind of like the dialogue, if you know what I'm saying. So we came within a whisker on Friday. And on Friday's shows, I tend, not to, I tend to go a little bit lighter as far as themes go. But we came within a whisker of setting an all-time high. And I don't break out the bubbly on all-time highs. I don't start dancing the cha-cha. I don't do anything like that. I just head into the weekend and settle back down. Uh, but we did have kind of a V-shaped recovery for all it's worth from, I guess you could say the stock market troubles of October, November, December to January, February, March because April, we're kind of back where we were. And that's a V-shaped recovery. Some people don't like V-shaped recoveries. And like you're like, hey, which, why are you hating on the V-shaped recovery? Why are you bullying it? It's because it didn't have time to kind of work out its problem. It's, it's almost like you have a friend who's divorced and they instantly go on the market and boom, they're married again. And you're like, ooh, you should have taken some time on that one. Same thing with the markets. You don't want extended periods where we always are up. And you don't want when we do go down. You want sometimes sideways okay. Earnings season is underway. We still have trade negotiations with China in the news. And uh, some of that should start playing out positively. And trust me, when the sanctions stop and when the negotiations stop with China, it'll be a big push for our economy. Whether short-term, perceived as a winner or a loser, I don't know. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black show, Twitter Rob Black show, YouTube Rob Black show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. Warren Buffet. Warren Buffett is betting on Dubai property as the market prolongs slumped there. Um, I've never been to Dubai. I would be cautious trying to invest in Dubai. I don't know a lot about it. I was talking about ownership in foreign lands. There's a lot of confusion on, you know, are you allowed to own, ownership, own land in Mexico? Or does the country lease it to you for 100 years when you buy it? but they get it back. It's kind of funky. I can tell you one of the easiest countries to own property in is the United States. But Warren Buffett's real estate brokerage is expanding, and it, again, draws, draws down to that Like he's pretty diverse. He's bought a lot of companies, one of them called Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. They've teamed up with Kay and Company, the second franchisee in Europe, and being a real estate in Berlin, and they're you know hoping to lead some uh, you know, bigger networks into real estate. Gulf properties aspire to grow quickly by tripling, um, you know, the openings of office buildings. It's top priority. We've heard all about the skyscrapers. We've heard all about the, the uh, I would say, the development challenges that have been overcome pretty quickly. Just throwing it out there for you. Uh, pretty fascinating stuff. 800, 516, 1220. And also, I know my limitations. I'm not going to say, if Google, if not Google, but if Warren Buffett wants to do it through Berkshire Hathaway, maybe I'll buy Berkshire Hathaway. Maybe I'll get that exposure to his mind instead of going out and trying to copy it. U.S. March consumer spending picked up while well, in conflict, a little, speaking of Trump. U.S. March consumer spending picks up, but core inflation cools. That's kind of, well, how shall we say, Goldilocksian. It's almost perfect. It's not too hot, it's not too cold. Supreme Court may soon get to hear from uh, Larry Ellison. And Google, the U.S. Supreme Court asked Trump administration for its view on the Oracle's bid to force Google to pay at least eight billion in royalties over programming code in the Android operating system. Google's challenging appeals court, saying that Oracle copyrights were violated. Intellectual property is kind of important to know. What keeps a company ahead? Throwing it out there for you, trying to plant some seeds. Disney's Avenger did well. You know what? You couldn't escape this weekend was Disney. Oh. Who cares how fast a guy runs the 440? I know, I know. I'm making fun of my own fans. But if you watch the draft, you have way, NFL draft, you have way too much time on your hands. Personally, I think you should be handing out flyers bashing the anti-vaxxers because they're burdening our economy. I will help pull up a a PDF for you so you can go hand out Rob Black's opinion on anti-vaccinationers. When people get sick, they lose work. They lose their finances from work. The hospitals' uh, costs soar. It stresses the whole situation, all because 695 measles cases in 22 states. But you're seeing like schools shut down. So stop for a second and think about the economic reality there. So measles can run up a pretty big expensive cost fast. The University of North Carolina study. Showed vaccine preventable diseases cost our economy nearly $9 billion. $9 billion in the United States. So, seriously, if you got the sniffles, don't go to work. If you can, but how many companies have a a situation where it's that easy to say, I don't want to go? Oh, I feel like I'm going to sing the SpongeBob SquarePants song. Oh, no, I'm not. (laughs) I might. (laughs) Oh, what a weekend. So, eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. 516 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Um, a lot of trade negotiations in China. This is about the time that Trump needs to start pulling stuff out so that year over year we're hitting highs versus lows. Maybe on consumption, maybe on retail, maybe on the stock market. He wants to be able to point to something. And uh, it seems like this is, I'm not going to say it's going his way, but it certainly isn't derailing us right now. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. And again, it's much simpler than just that, and I know that, so don't get mad at me. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Did you stay up too late? You were called in sick. That's why a lot of people think uh, the Super Bowl should be, uh, Super Bowl Monday it should be a holiday because it encourages consumption on Sunday, and then you don't go to work and lose productivity. But then again, you also don't go to work, right? Problem. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty 516 to get your calls on the air. One of the things I do on the weekend is uh, I read Barron's. Um, I'll be honest, there's some articles that you just skip on bonds. But There was actually a good one this weekend on bonds. And, you know, how do you go about buying bonds? And there was some articles on Elon Musk and how he keeps moving Tesla's finish line further down the road. And, and that's not the craziest statement you're going to hear today. But Elon Musk said, you know, we expect for the first time in history to become sustainably profitable and cash flow positive. He said it's second half 2018 back in 2018. He also said we'll be positive in the fourth quarter of 2018 when that didn't happen in the third quarter. Um, it'll be for quarters going forward. It's our aspirations. He keeps saying we're going to be profitable further down the road, and he's kicking it down the road. Now, on some levels, he could say the U.S. economy does the same thing by saying, okay, we got all this debt. When will we pay it back? Oh, down the road. We need to issue more debt to make more roads, raise more tax capital. We're going to die with this debt, ladies and gentlemen. I almost believe that our our planet will go hurling into the sun at thousands of years from now at this debt. It's not going away. We're not going to be able to pass it on to millennials. It doesn't work like that. We'll print more of it. And I know you're saying that's going to be a pretty big number at some point in time. Do, do I can, can I not open that statement? No, we're going to have to open that statement. It's the biggest negative I see continually to grow. Death is coming. Debt is coming. Oh, where's Arya? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.
0: Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.